You're listening to the Rayform Interview Podcast, hosted by Matt McGetrick. Hello and welcome to the Rayform Interview Podcast. Now, my guest this week is a really exciting talent in the dance scene right now. He's garnered support from big names such as Dance System, Yob Yobsy, Sarah Story, Solomon and Ben Hemsley. And I just love his music. Always high energy, dance floor stompers. My guest this week is Kyle Starkey. Now, Kyle has released on labels such as Seb Zito, Seven Dials and Dance System System Records, on which one of his most successful tracks to date was released, Lip Reader. And having just released a banger of an EP on Tidy Tracks, I caught up with Kyle to discuss his reaction to the success of Lip Reader, how his passion for music came about, what it was like hearing his tunes played on the radio for the first time, his favourite venues to play at, and his summer holiday antics in Ibiza. He's such a sound lad. He's so humble, so down to earth. And I had a lovely time chatting to him. I could have chatted to him for ages, to be fair. He's got so many stories and it was so interesting hearing about how this passion and love for the music came about. So yeah, let's get into it. This is Kyle Starkey on the Rayform Interview Podcast. You're listening to the Rayform Interview Podcast. So I'm joined now by the brilliant Kyle Starkey. How's it going, mate? Hello, everyone. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, good to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Um, you were just telling me that you had to check your, your Zoom name was right because uh, <laughs> you joined an agency called and it was uh, a, a name from that you made back in lockdown during all the Zoom quiz phases. Not great, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, well, your name's fine now. That's the main thing. Um, yeah, that's good. So first of all, let's take it back. Um, where did your love for dance music come from? And uh, have you always kind of been quite musical? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's a weird one, actually, because I never actually wanted to be a DJ, to be fair. I wanted to be an actor. And I always, I always tell people a story because I think it's dead weird still. And my mum um, my and dad are like big ravers from back in the day. And um, they're always playing tunes. And then obviously I've got my uncle as well, my auntie. She used to, my aunt used to be a uh, teacher aerobics, so she loved all her dance tunes. Did you get did, did you get involved with that? <laughs> no. Do you know what I used to do? I used to press play on the right. Oh, press play. That's, okay. <laughs> that's where the DJing started, pressing play on the aerobics <laughs> class. So what what age did you kind of get into DJing then? Uh, God, I think. Well, I want yeah, I wanted to be an actor, and then uh my dad always used to tell me that. His mum went to um what are they called where they read your like f- f- the future. Oh, like tarot, palm readers or tarot yeah, like crystal like palm ball. Yeah. yeah, one of them. And she was like, Someone in your family is going to be successful in music. And I I was like, Well, it's not gonna be fucking me, is it? Because <laughs> I want to be an actor. I was like, that's that's odd. Maybe I'm making a song when I'm acting. I don't know. I was just thinking of all these things, and then I don't know, I started making mixes in my classes i used to just pair tunes together and make these like mashups <laughs> so so shit and um yeah and then i just started i was like hang on yeah i might have to i think one of my friends told me you're gonna have to start making music if you want to you know be a dj i was like oh, okay i'll give it a go and i just taught myself from there and that was in like that was like six years ago yeah wow so then from kind of learning to dj to learning to produce what was the gap there Oh God, yeah. So I think when when I was in sick form, I was taking applied science and I hated it. And we'd always have in our laptops out. <laughs> yeah, applied science. 
I'd always have my laptop out there. And I just used to literally watch tutorials. At this point, yeah, I forgot about like the, I was still doing the DJing on my phone because I had this little app. I was like, I'm just going to start producing. And I was literally just producing in the in applied science. Well, there you go. At least you were using you were using your time usefully, I suppose, because like that's that's, that's where it's got you. Uh, and if it wasn't for that palm reader, who knows? You might <laughs> have thought of it. Um, it's all the palm reader. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's talk about perhaps your biggest track to date, right? This is the track that, like, I mean, it's the first one that you officially released, I think. Um, it's been played by the likes of Solomon, Sarah Story, Dance System, Annie Mack, um, yeah. and a load of big names. And also to add to that list, I've played it in a few of my mixes, so nice. you're winning there. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking on. about the super infectious lip reader. What was your reaction to the reception of that track and like the kind of success that ensued? To be fair, I sent it to uh, who? I sent it. I think I sent it to Patrick first, and he listened, but. He didn't, he didn't like it, obviously, because he didn't download it. Um, <clears throat> but I think it just comes back to, obviously, dance system. I was always talking to James about everything. And he was always saying, yeah, we'll get a system VA out, you know, this year, and we're just going to choose a track from you. Because I had loads of tracks that I was giving it to him. And he was just like, yeah, lip reader, let's go with that one. So it was him and his amazing ear for music. And yeah, I didn't expect it to be like, to go that big, to be fair. Cause it was on a, on a, it wasn't a VA. It was like, we were doing, I think it was like a summer series. So we like weekly, weekly drops, but yeah, because it was on that and it was, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't think it'd be that well, big. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, this is a proper stumper." Like, yeah, get this, get this in the uh, on the USB. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, like Dance System, you've um, released like a couple of tracks on his uh, label System Records now. Um, get on now. You also released. How did it yeah. feel featuring on his label and kind of having him as like kind of an early companion, uh, such obviously an influential guy? Oh, honestly, I I still thank him to this day. I thanked him like last, like week because i was like you know if it wasn't for your huge like musical influence and and uh amazing ear he wouldn't have been out he wouldn't have released get on now and i wouldn't have had the amsterdam reception mm. that i've got now like i i think yeah I'd, I, I was lucky because it was in lockdown so no one was like really doing anything all the djs were literally just probably making music because they couldn't gig mm. doing the instagram was... live streams and all that <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> instagram live streams i was literally just making music and that sending it to everyone that i could um and before lockdown i was at patrick toppin's greenfield set and he played two of dance systems tracks and i was like who is this guy and then i found out he was elvis 1990 and i was like hang on a minute what is going on and then i yeah then the then the can of worms opened and I got in touch mm. with him. So, yeah, I, really I remember you telling me um, that, that you took inspiration from several tracks for Lip Reader because um, I recognised a bit of Techno Cat homage in there as well. Oh, yeah. um, like, What was the production process like with that and how did you um, go go about compiling so many samples into that one track? Yeah, so like, I, I don't know, I wasn't really like, I've got to say I wasn't really educated enough on 
like 1997 and 98, which is probably like where it's where I've took most inspiration from all them house tracks with the like chordy stabs and stuff. I, I literally just knew these songs. So like you mentioned, Techno Cat, the drums were really like Rhythm Masters influenced or the, mm, the yeah, really skippy that, swing. Yeah. yeah. The bass line was also a little bit of Rhythm Masters. Um, and then obviously the big one that <laughs> everyone keeps talking about today, which I didn't um, take influence from, but DJ Jean um, and his, can't remember the song. But it's literally got the same sort of stab. Oh, so that was melody. just like coincidence. Oh, yeah. It sounded similar, yeah. But I've definitely heard that song before. So it must have just been ingrained. Subconscious, in yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing, like, uh, I, I mean, dance music is built on sampling, right? Because obviously yeah, sampling yeah. or disco and funk records. And I think Peggy Goo had it with her new track. Everyone's saying, oh, you've ripped off this track. And it's like... Oh, my God, yeah. At what point does sampling become ripping off? Or is it just you're taking inspiration because you've got to get it from no. somewhere, right? Yeah, I think I think people there's like a there's a fine line, isn't there? People understanding what's influence and what's actually taking a sample. Mm. Because I, when even when I listened to Peggy, I was like, oh yeah, it does sound like what was it? Um, da, 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 da. it was oh, the same um, like strings, like, um, wasn't that it? One, yeah, yeah, ATV. I was just thinking, oh, come on, it wasn't even like, the same notes. It was just the no, pitch bending thing that like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh. Oh, she's that's it. She's copied the she copied that nineties track, and it's like get a grip. Come on, um, that's a great song. That by yeah. Peggy Arts. song one of the songs of the summer. That um, and obviously you mentioned Dance System as well. He's like really high energy in his sets, and you're the same kind of that like infectiously high energy in the one thirties, yeah, yeah. maybe one one forties, just kind of pumping it out. Um, I imagine you must kind of like thrive off the crowd's energy and like the, the, the kind of response to your music, which obviously in lockdown when people would have been live streams, I suppose you didn't really get as much. So obviously I know for a lot of DJs, it's great to be back in the club. Um, it's a tricky question, but what would you say your favorite venue that you've played at so far has been? Oh, that's cool. Cause I've played, I like come fortunate to have played at a lot of cool venues already. Um, I might give my top three because Invisible Wind yeah, Factory. It. Oh, it's a good was, venue, that. That was brilliant. Really, really good. And the set was good and the crowd mm. was great. And I love it because you can hear in my because I recorded that. Um I recorded that set and you can hear the <laughs> you can hear the crowd. Some of the shouts are great. Some um, of them aren't uh, appropriate for radio, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, what what else is there? Uh I mean, Blackstone was absolutely oh, massive. Mega. Yeah, huge. But that. I feel like I didn't really connect with the audience because it, it takes a while to fill Blackstone. It's not like Warehouse where everyone's getting in there at the start. Mm. I feel, yeah, Blackstone takes a while. Like, it just, I, I love that venue though. It's because it's so big. I suppose you're also kind of being on the stage, you're a bit more distance, like physically from the crowds. You are, um, yeah. Would you give one more as your as your as your yes. top? Yes, um, Mint Warehouse. Oh, Mint Warehouse is good with the lights and I saw it's yeah. everything there. It's yeah, proper like intimate kind of. So cool, really cool. So so cool. Um, kind of coming on from that, do you prefer the kind of big booming warehouse venues, or do you prefer like the little sweaty intimate club vibe? 
Defo, the sweaty clubs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get, you can feel like you can get a feel for the audience more. Like that's what it's all about there for a good time. You, mm. You're, you're, you know, showing off your, your tunes to them. So yeah, it's that like, connection. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Defo. Um, and obviously talking about warehouse, I first yeah. met you at warehouse projects actually. That was, uh, I bumped into you up by the toilets and um, got chatting and I was like, oh yeah, Carl Starkey, it really, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. And, um, People don't really know the face, so they just know. No, I know. Um, but yeah, tune. Um, obviously, this was announced finally this week. You're going to be joining oh, Ben Hemsley at Warehouse Project at the time of recording this interview this weekend. Um, concourse as well. Brilliant. Oh, How does that feel? You must be buzzing for that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that is... I I was literally doing getting all the tunes ready before yesterday actually and I had anxiety just doing the tunes because I was getting like half excited half like god this is fucking insane yeah <laughs> so, and that I mean Depot's huge and it's like kind of pretty surreal seeing all them people but the concourse like it's like a little boiler room setup like that's that's where I'd love to play if I ever played there I so, think what we were talking about as well the fact that the in, it's intimate and it's big. It's like the best of both worlds, really. And it yeah. sounds great. Definitely like one of the top clubs in the UK at the moment. Um, yeah. Do you still, like, this, is a, this is a tricky question as well, but do you still kind of get nervous before you go on like on to play a set? Because I know some people call it nerves, some people call it excitement. Um, do you still kind of get that feeling? Yeah, loads of people that I can't, obviously I'm close to that, that, DJ regularly of talking I was talking to him about this because I don't think I really get nerves it's just that adrenaline you can feel it before you go on but some people get like proper stage fright I feel like I'm quite fortunate that I'm quite comfortable being in front of everyone um I don't know maybe drama <laughs> helped with that I'm, yeah. I'm not even kidding the confidence, like that, yeah. pro- that probably did help um, I, suppose you, I suppose you learn to channel that into the the energy of this set as well like yeah you kind of buzz off it I think, do you know what's funny about that? that you said that because when I was first, one of my first few shows, I didn't really know how to like present myself and you don't really have a style. Like, I don't know if when you've played at events, I don't know. I just felt dead. Like I just felt stiff. Like I couldn't move. Like I just, oh, and when you watch yourself back, you're like, why am I not moving? Why am I not even looking yeah. up to anyone? Why am I just like, but I feel like you get so much more comfortable and that helps when you're on like the big stage that is. Yeah, 100%. Like you kind of ease into it and the crowds, oh, yeah. you thrive off that energy. Yeah. Um, and um, I also saw uh, Yobby obviously was uh, supporting your tracks in his sets. Um, did He's you say you played like three of them at Warehouse Project the other week? Yeah. Well, yeah, three tunes he played. But when he introduced me to everyone, he was saying like, oh, this is Kyle. All his tracks are, are really cool. <laughs> I play like four every set. <laughs> I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, you're trying to trying to stay cool. Yeah, I bet that feels so surreal. Um, like being played by big names such as his. And I suppose, do you sometimes feel like? I don't. I know it's very easy to you put a song out and you think, well, I like it, but I'm hoping everyone mm. else does. Kind of getting that support from like these big DJs is that reassuring in a way then. Definitely, because I feel like, to be fair, this year coming into it, I was, I I was pro- proper worried because I was like, right, I've got no releases. I've got one that was on Seven Dials. I'm still 
I still love Seven Dials, like the the sound of it and Speed Garage and Garage. I love uh, Seven Dials and what mm. Seb's done for that label. So I'm I'm I don't regret releasing on that, but I was just thinking, no, oh, maybe that direction's swaying people away. But I think at the in the middle of the year, that's when Get On Now starts to get played more in the summer, and uh, I yeah I was fortunate that I'm got in touch with so many amazing Dutch and German DJs. Yeah, crazy. I mean, ultimately, I suppose you've got to make what, what you want to make and what's right for you, you know? Yeah, that's it. And then if, if a label likes it and picks up on it, then that's a bonus. So, um, yeah, have you got any any more releases planned? Have you got one on? I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but you, what can you tell us about your upcoming <laughs> yeah, uh, releases? No. Uh, so we've got uh, hard, a Hard House EP coming out on uh, Untidy. That's going to be really cool. That's coming Brilliant out label. on the 10th of November. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? I don't know if I can say much more. I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> Literally, all this I've been I've been getting messages from a lot of um of the of the Dutch fans, and they want everything like out now. But mm. I was like, patience. I'm working with um Jada at the minute. Um, yeah, he's working on something. I'm not going to say any more. And also Jennifer Cardini and her label concert. Obviously, that's some um so so happy with that mm. haven't really got a release date for it yet but that's yeah. a, it's pretty huge in germany isn't it the oh my god yeah massive like but i i only got told um how big it was by a few people now and it's it's really opened up my eyes i'm like okay this is massive because i knew yeah. i know she was massive but the label itself is like legacy mm. I suppose, yeah, when you're used to being in the UK and it's like what the what yeah. are the kind of biggest labels in the UK, like Solid Grooves Trick and all of this. And then yeah, yeah it's a little of... bit like I feel like that's where I felt a bit like not I don't know, I felt because my sound's not really fitting anything in the UK much. Um, so I felt a little bit um isolated when I was making these these tunes, but I know now like there is an audience for it and it's you can you can see it as well, which why why I'm excited for this warehouse. And it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting yeah. reception. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get lots of videos for that. Um, yeah, definitely. I suppose yeah, it's like you kind of. Um, I suppose people will discover your music and like that's how you build fans. Like I suppose, yeah. um, and even though it's in like Germany or whatever, I was speaking to uh, Moss Kenner uh, on on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he. Um, kind of started off in the UK and then he did a song with Purple Disco Machine and now in Germany he's huge and it's like wow. a lot of people kind of limit themselves to the UK and then you realise actually yeah. like the dan- dance music is like universal like it's global that yeah 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 the right people will will discover it have you been to um we win IB for this year or yeah I did yeah I went twice one to support my good friend Charlie uh, in effect who was playing um for Ben Hemsey's um Ben Hemsey's event. So that yeah. that was that was really good. That was really fun. And then we just went a second time. And it were it had been booked start of year. It was just like a holiday sort of mm. thing. And <laughs> but that's when I had to fly there. I worked out in my head it was better. I had to fly there, drop my big luggage off, fly back the day after <laughs> to Mint Fest. <laughs> And then finished Mint Fest and then went straight back to Ibiza. So <laughs> you flew to drop off your luggage. <laughs> but yeah, 
yeah but i worked out because it sounds really stupid but i thought right i'm gonna have to carry a big luggage around it the window's tight mm-hmm. for that for mint fest to the airport i'm like i was thinking nah i've already paid for the flight yeah i may as well just get on it drop my Fair enough. Off. that's that's dedication there um <laughs> And that's a story to tell as well. Imagine if you got there and uh, your case was just missing, like after oh, all don't. of that. I was half thinking it would just be like on on the road when I got yeah. there because my mates like to play pranks like that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they stayed sensible. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah, um, kind of just wanted to ask what's um, what's next. Obviously, you know, I know you've got those big releases. Any more shows coming up in the UK uh, or? You know, over the yeah, next I'm, few months, I'm, I'm so bad with um, keeping like even remember my memory is awful. But um, we've got what was it? Um, we'd just been booked for the Spray Shop which, in Liverpool. That'd be really good. So that venue is looks amazing. It's quite new as well. The venue, um, Electric Soup as well. I don't mm. know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard. Um, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting over there for a for um a show as well. I think that's it. Up to now, I think I'm. I'd love. I do love going out in Liverpool. Like it's always a good crowd. Like I think just like anywhere up north, I suppose. Like because you go to London and everyone's kind of just sat like stood with their arms folded, and it's like, what 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 do you want to see him do? Like turn yeah. water into wine like you know it's <laughs> but everyone up north just is like you know just going for it and that's what i love about it and you must feel it's that as well in your shows no yeah you're right because when i went over to london for a show i was obviously playing a bit faster than they and normally used to so nah, they, they were loving it though and they i remember the the promoter um <laughs> Came up to me, he was like, "You Northerners not to throw a party, don't you?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right. They're definitely, because I know that. Um, I, th- I think it's the further up north you go, the faster the BPM generally gets. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's kind of you go all the way up to the top of Scotland, and it's just donk, and it's like, yeah, like yeah, this is this is a lot, but yeah, yeah, I suppose you get the crowd on your side. Um, and just one final point. I know it's a big question, but where do you see yourself in? say the next five years or so damn yeah it's a big question i'm not one for like looking that far <laughs> yeah don't want to jinx I'm more it like, yeah yeah that's well it's not even that i'm just more like i'll think about it tomorrow and then <laughs> tomorrow i'll be like i'll think about it tomorrow <laughs> yeah that's it. yeah five years i i feel like i just want to be in a really good place and balance especially between Europe and the UK because I feel like when you're in the UK you try and conquer the UK first mm. and try and conquer the north and the south and then and then Europe but I I you know Europe's been good to me at the minute so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that they do love it got. um they love it fast and hard over in Europe the music yeah. the music that is yeah the, uh, <laughs> but, um would you ever think about setting up your own label or, or something or is that again uh, really, uh... Nah, yeah it's 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 in the back of my mind definitely I'd I think I don't want to rush into things. Yeah, you see a lot of DJs do that now. Like, because what what do you do? You you, you establish yourself, then you start pumping out your own music, then you go onto a label. I don't know. I just kind of want to do it in like my own yeah, pace. I think that's it. When the time is right. Yeah, my, a lot of my, people feel like there's kind of a 
you have yeah, to do like, this, then this, then it. this, and yeah. yeah. I don't know if you. I think if you take it like step by step, you'll you'll eventually know when the time's right. Yeah. I do. I do. Um, in effect, Charlie pointed out a really good name for me, and I might even do it. Uh, Star archives, and it's going to be like old tracks. That's, How good that's is that? Cool. That's cool. I mean, just for the name alone, you got to do that. Yeah. One day. Like that's. Well, I, I've got to make the music really good now because the name's really good. Yeah. If the music's rubbish, then there's definitely a market for that, though, because I think since, yeah. especially coming out of the pandemic, like we've kind of gone from like one two six, one two eight to now everything's in the 130s like everyone wants faster oh, music because we were locked away for so long that now everybody's just having it and it's great you know being out again and um so yeah i think the the the, <laughs> the uh demand is there but yeah, yeah i might start making happy hardcore, happy hardcore that's <laughs> it. just get a, just get ahead of the full game. circle yeah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> happy hardcore is coming back that's it mate thank you so much for your time you're such an exciting talent. I can't wait to see what you do next. Oh, you, and um, I'll see you again soon on the dance floor. Yes. Thanks very much for having me. It's been nice great. Nice one.